Perspectives with Catherine Toon. Uh, I am really excited to delve into this. We're talking about tonight reconciliation, renovation, and redemption. Religious construct or life. So let's talk about this because some of these are kind of religious Christian words. So because of that, uh, they can take on kind of a yucky context if you're kind of burnt out on religion, if you're kind of detoxing. And I think we get to take them back. That is my thing. I I I think we get to be happy. So let's talk about this because really they're gorgeous words. And I think we get to partake of gorgeous. I think gorgeous is the children's bread. I know it says healing is the children's bread. <laughs> but Healing is gorgeous. And that's really what all this is about, right? Every, every place that looks ugly, every place that looks, um, full of death, every place that looks full of, um, emptiness and lack and poverty and hatred. And we've got all the isms, pick an ism, any ism, right? All of that. And that's not life. That's not joy. That's not peace. That's not wholeness. That's not holiness. And I, I think we need to take back the word holy because it's the word wholeness, you know, and I, I think there's so much that God, and that's what that's all about. When I say take back, um, that's really, I'm really talking about the word redemption. So I want to unpack some of these, uh, words for you because they're great words and they're chock full of what God is doing for his kids, right? What God is doing for every single person because he's wild about his kids. He's wild about every single person conceived on the planet for all time. So let's talk about this. Uh, I'm picking a word, any word, because we got several of them. I got all all the R words, right? Let's talk about the word renovation because I, I feel like that is such a right now word. And we have been as a uh, worldwide community, there is the deconstruction is kind of the buzzword. The challenge is, is we, we really need construct. We're going to have some sort of construct. Otherwise life has no meaningless. And we end up like Solomon saying, meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Let's go stick our head in the oven. Well, let's not do that <laughs> because there's a lot of meaning. There's incredible meaning. And it's all wrapped up in a in a God who is wild about his creation, wild about everyone he created in his image and likeness. And there's no kind of reject that he didn't create in his image and likeness. And every single person is a representation of a lovely God that sacrifices for his creation. That is other giving love. And it's pretty gorgeous. But how many of you know, uh, we find ourselves in a lot of ugly, right? There's so much ugly. There's so much death is ugly. Um, you know, um, hatred is ugly. All the isms are ugly. And God has a lot to say about that. And sometimes it looks so dark, you can really get lost in it, right? And really, 
that's what lost is, right? That's why we need to be found. God doesn't need to be found because God is not lost. But what happens is we are, we are blind to him. If he's omnipresent, that means he's present everywhere, even in the midst of savage, hideous ugliness. And he is in the process of redeeming all that. And, and we get to partner with that and we get to, we get to receive of that. We get everything. We are his kids and he's wild about it. So we can afford to be excited even in the midst of ugly because ugly announcement is subject to change. And I vote for that. I know you do too. So let's talk about this. So I was talking about the word renovate. It means to restore to a former better state as by cleaning, repairing, or rebuilding. I love this one too, to restore to life, vigor, or activity. I vote for that. Right before going on, I was like, I am so tired. <laughs> I think a lot of that, it's, it's gotten so dark. We're in the middle of a kind of a snowstorm and you just really feel like, you know, hibernating. <laughs> but hey, listen, I've got some, some, uh, messages to preach and they're happy messages. It's amazing how reviving that is to be reminded of the gorgeousness of what God is doing on our behalf and how that looks like in you and through you and how gorgeous that is. And just so happy I am to be with my fellow compadres as we are examining, um, uh, fixing our eyes on a beautiful God who is doing beautiful works of renovation, restoration, and redemption. So, uh, so that is other words that are similar and are related. Restore. That implies a return to our original state after depletion or loss. Anybody felt some depletion or loss? Absolutely refreshing. <laughs> Anybody been feeling some staleness that needs some refreshing? It's the Holy Ghost Febreze, right? That implies the supplying of something necessary to restore lost strength, animation, or power. Uh, related to that is the word rejuvenate, suggests the restoration of youthful vigor, powers, or appearance. We vote for that. Youth renewed like the eagles. So let's go to, oh my goodness, one of my, I'm, I'm so obsessed with this passage. I just can't get off it. Um, and I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm studying and meditating and I feel like I'm just right on the tip of the iceberg. And isn't that great? So Colossians 120, oh my goodness, what a sweeping passage. You might just have to fall in love with Jesus. Again, this is from the Passion Translation. It says, and by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself. God is a jealous God, not jealous of you, but jealous for you, jealous for his adored creation that got jacked up, that got marred, that got blinded, that got waylaid, right? That got acting in depraved ways. I don't want to say depraved because that's not our nature, but boy, we can sure act like it sometimes, right? Brought back to himself, back to its original intent. What is God's original intent? Uh, restored to original innocence. Again, that is your birthright, original innocence, where you have no like inkling of anything that's not breathtakingly beautiful, 
uh, unmarred, un, 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 um, compromised. Um, that's called holiness because it's wholeness, right? So, uh, in the King James, what I actually like in this version, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether things in earth or things in heaven. And then I like the next verse, which is gorgeous. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind. <laughs> Sorry. I just got went to a happy place, but I'm not going to go off track here. Uh, by wicked words, yet now he hath he or has he reconciled. Past tense. You've already been reconciled. So basically, you're good. Like with God, and he's looking at you. He's like, I'm good with you. Are you doing wicked things? Well, probably not the ones watching, but, you know, we've all done wicked things, right? Wicked just means twisted, perverted. It's where you get the word wicker, which is a twisting. So we were good until we got here and then we went off the rails, okay? <laughs> and, I mean, that's everyone. That's all of us in some way. But enemies only in our minds. And he's not our enemy, but we've made him our enemy, Right? And he's like, I am totally for you. So I know you're you're giving me the finger, but I am so for you. <laughs> and he is. Uh, let's talk about the word reconcile. It's such a gorgeous, oh my goodness, I might just have to I'd get happy. Feel free to join me. Um, I am going to try to say it in the Greek and I will butcher it, but uh, it is apokalotso. And so that is related to the word apocalypse which is so perfect because the word apocalypse is the word unveiling or revealing so the revealing of jesus and you in the image and likeness of jesus and through you as a son and daughter unveiled uh, and revealed and manifest that the earth is released from its bondage. It's groaning for that, right? And so now this word, let's, let's, let's get some definition to reconcile completely back again to bring back to a former state of harmony. Isn't that beautiful? A state of harmony where things are harmonious. Listen, and we can get there without having to, you know, smoke something. <laughs> but we can get there because that's our original design. That is our original design and we get to partake of that. So we're, it's almost like we're, it's not like we're trying to get there from here. We're returning from whence we came. So I like to say uh, this for those of you who have read my book or maybe you wanted to or whatever, you were marked by love before you were marred by anything else. Original design. And so everything that's not like that is being done away with. Everything that is insufficient is being added to, right? He's conforming us into the image of Jesus, who is perfect, who is holy in your flavor. Okay. So that's, he's reconciled. Ephesians uh, 2, 15 through 16. I'm reading this from the translation. It says, ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. Oh my goodness. We just might have to camp out there, uh, and just be happy. Cause how many of you know there's so much hatred going on? It's like, what the heck? 
right? Uh, it says the legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. In other words, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus because the law condemns, but the law of life in Christ Jesus, the law of love brings life, right? Um, his triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity who that might be an answer that we would be one as even as he and the father were one him and us and us and him that we would be to, made together as one. So our oneness with God and one another, this is not a new age concept. It's a Jesus, Jesus concept, right? And uh, we're being renewed into that because that's God's design. He's reconciling all things back to himself. Listen, if Jesus is the point that we're being drawn back to, as we all come together, we all become one. It's a gorgeous thing. Uh, it's so gorgeous. It's a two have now become one and we are restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ through his crucifixion. Hatred died. Oh my goodness. I might just, you might just be happy, right? Hatred died. It is like, and it doesn't get to resurrect. Okay. Let's talk about some definitions for this word, word, word reconcile. Uh, because it's such a powerful, he's reconciling and he has reconciled all things back to himself. And I just want to help. This is a little bit, I'm a little bit all over the map, um, a little bit by design, because what I want you to do, I'm not doing a five point sermon with neatly. I'm not because what I want you to do is soak and revel. <laughs> so marinate and get happy. Okay. So I'm kind of blinging you with happy truth where these words kind of intersect overlap and I, I, I and, and you get to partake of them. You get to partake of them and in that be renewed, refreshed, rejuvenated, rejuvenated and restored and you might just have to fall in love with Jesus again because it's like, yeah, you did it. Yay. Okay. Let's talk about the word reconcile. It's to restore to friendship. Isn't that nice? Now, I know we sing in church, I'm a friend of God. Okay. I get it. Sometimes people get, you know, whatever. You might be a little churched out. It's okay. And you might be churched in. Hallelujah. Because the bottom line is you can't escape it. You are the church. But you may, a service may not be your thing. But the truth is, you are his friend. He looks at you and he's like, that's my friend. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And it's interesting because when you think about friendship, that is a term of equality, right? Uh, and how amazing for God, in cre he creates sons and daughters that he's friends with. He creates a bride that he's one and equal. So intimacy is equality. Uh, requires equality, and that's pretty mind-blowing, but that's how he made you. Ding, da, ding, ding. And he didn't ask your opinion. Now, we may have a lot of opinions, <laughs> but we're not going to change God's opinion, okay? Um, so we might as well get in agreement with his opinion, and that will just be a good thing. It's part of how we're being redeemed, restored, transformed by the renewing of our mind. Uh, another uh, meaning for reconcile is harmony. So bringing harmonious faction, factions together in a harmonious way. Another um, word for is settle and resolve, okay, to make consistent or congruous. Not That doesn't mean 
um, we look exactly like each other. That means we blend and we harmonize. So the beauty of your difference and your uniqueness harmonizes with the beauty of my difference and my uniqueness. And we come together as something greater than ourselves. And it's glorious, like an orchestra, right? So, you know, there may just be the one person who does the, the, the symbol or something, and there's one part, but man, that is their impact, and it just it blows everybody away. Or maybe you're the violin in the background uh, with the harmonious, um, whatever that is, but it all comes together as something greater than itself. Another word is to to check against for accuracy, to account for. You know, and, and I like this meaning because God loses nothing. He loses nothing. Every bit of crap you've been through, God is reconciling it and redeeming it in glorious ways. So if you're in a really crappy situation, hang on there. You know, it's not over till it's over and it's not over till it's been reconciled, beautified and made whole and holy. Anyway, just a little thing for you. Um, the word redeem, similar, related to buy back, to buy back. Now, you know, we go off on my tangent in a little bit. Let me read a little more to be free from what distresses or harms. So God, where the spirit is Lord, there is freedom, freedom from what distresses are or harms. Listen, sin, hamartia, distresses or harms. It does because it violates love and love is of the essence of who we are. So we're not integrous. We're not. And I don't mean that in a crappy way. I'm saying we're not consistent with who we are. Right. So the concept that sin is a mistaken identity, the hamartia is ha it negates martia or is from meros, which meros, which means form. It's against the form of who we are against our nature. OK, our nature, a fallen identity of who we are, um, a mistaken identity. So as we're flowing in that, things are reconciled. That's why the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God release creation from its bondage. It's so glorious because what I love about it, what is so sweeping about it is that the more is redeemed and restored, the more is redeemed and restored. So we are amplifying in um, what is being redeemed. Okay, so I, I think people sometimes feel like the world's just getting worse and worse and worse. And the truth is, it's actually getting better and better. But there's some areas that look like they're getting worse because what's happening is what's always been there is surfacing. So it looks worse. No, it's just coming out to the open. It's like when you have a, a sickness. Well, you may walk in the doctor's office and look pretty good, but they start digging around whatever. It's like, oh my God, there's this, 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 and this. And it's coming up to be healed and restored and redeemed. So everything is all in all. And everything is redeemed back to original innocence, purity, wholeness, holiness, all of that. Again, extricate from or help overcome something. How many of you need some extrication? <laughs> so how many of you are in a predicament? You need some extrication. Hallelujah. That is yours. Um, to release from blame or debt. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? Um, to be free from the consequences of sin. 
Right? Isn't that so sin happens and I'm like, wow, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not that you don't clean up your mess because you should clean up your mess because you are powerful uh, and you are made in the image and likeness of love, but God is able to redeem you. And we hear these stories all the time, right? To be, that's what forgiveness is, by the way. You can't ask someone to pay for something when they've been forgiven from it. Um, let's talk about, uh, to change for the better, to, um, to, uh, repair and restore, um, to free from a lien by payment of a secured amount. That's kind of a financial definition, right? To exchange for something of value. I love it. God is always in the place where you give him your crap and he gives you something amazing. Listen, if it's toxic, he wants it. And when you give whatever's toxic in your life, an attitude, a, um, a, a memory, whatever that is, right? Um, God pay, pays in kind with some glorious upgrade. Other, you are powerful. So in other words, we need to own, like when we violate, when we violate love, when we uh, harm one another, uh, we really do need to own our crap. God will empower you to do that, right? But, you know, there's a certain amount, let's be very clear, when you harm someone, if it's, especially if it's a significant harm, there's only so much that you can pay back for it, right? If you think of the, the hor- most horrible things in your life, um, I'll, I'll just, I'll use me as, as an example. Okay. So, um, you know, in my background, there was incest. It was completely devastating, all of that. Well, there's no way. I mean, if my, perpetrator went down on one knee and said, I'm so sorry. He hasn't done that, by the way. Um, he said, someone put it in my mind, but if he did that, you know what? There's no way he could pay me back for what he owes me, but I don't need to be in this deficit for it because the one who loved me and gave himself up for me is able to redeem and make something utterly gorgeous and breathtaking out of something tragic. So where you have something to own, well, by all means, own that. That is part of who you are. If you're in the image and likeness of a holy God, well, a holy God is whole. So which means you you own the crap that you own. And you are imp- always empowered to do that. You are responsible for your actions, attitudes, behaviors, reactions, decisions, and well-being. But there's only so much that you can clean up. So once you've cleaned up what you can clean up, guess what? There's probably more that you can't that you can't. And so who's the one that's going to come out and, and redeem those consequences? Well, that's the one who is masterful at redeeming all things to himself. So not only are you restored, but you're upgraded. But you are upgraded. And if you haven't seen your upgrade yet, well, just hang on, baby. Keep on pushing through because it is coming. Listen, I am not, you know, for the, for the stuff that I've gone through and I, I don't, you know, everybody's got their story. So I'm not, I'm just, sh- just sharing mine just because I, I don't have permission to share yours, <laughs> but I could share a lot of stories. Um, uh, God will never be outdone in terms of the devastation that's happened in your life. And he will upgrade that. That is part 
of his restoration, his redemption, right? Uh, that's part, and he's doing that on such a massive level for the entire world. Listen, if God is a consuming fire, what does he consume? He consumes everything that is not of love's kind. And since you're intrinsically made in love's kind, that doesn't mean you're consumed. It means all your crap is consumed. And let's be very clear, we are full of it. <laughs> and so it is like, just let's get it done. Let's get her done, right? Let's work that out of us. But God is able in that place where you do what you can do. He will do what you can't. So that's not a license to sin. It's the ability to be free from it, that you're a free from sin. That's part of your redemption. And remember, sin is a mistaken identity that caused you, you to do sinful behavior. Because when we know who we are and in the image and likeness of the one who is altogether lovely, who is holy and whole, we're going to act lovely, right? And holy and whole, not in a religious gross way, but in a life giving, beautiful way and, and manifesting Christ in us, the hope of glory, right? And from that place as we're unveiled, creation is released from its bondage. And, and so that's what I'm saying by the amplification of that redemption. The more is redeemed, the more is redeemable. And sometimes, you know, just practically as I'm helping coaching people through their process, um, and it's, if it's particularly bad, I mean, I, I see a lot of satanic ritual abuse. It's, it's, it, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to say about that. But what I'm saying, I, I say that because I'm not seeing, you know, people aren't coming because they've got a pimple. Okay. This is a thing. <laughs> and so in the place where it looks like it's impossible, like how do you, uh, recover from the shatter that comes from that? Okay. Um, well, you recover from the shatter because God is able to redeem all those things. Okay. Every bit of it and upgrade you in the process. Right. And upgrade you in the, and he is masterful. I'm constantly amazed at the mastery of God. But sometimes when you start out, you're slogging through, you're kind of slogging and maybe you get a little bit of relief. It's like, okay, great. That was a lot of slog for a little bit of relief. But the more you get, the more you can get and things start to amplify. And then you get your suddenly, you're suddenly God. You know, I just met with a couple last night and both of them really familiar with their backgrounds. Really, I don't even say just a lot there, <laughs> a lot of mess. And it's particularly in the relationship department. And what was so gorgeous is I'd seen them separately as people and they came, they just, God brought it together with everything they've gone through and everything else. And now they're engaged in getting married and things are coming together suddenly into something gorgeous that both of them are ready for. And it's amazing. So suddenlies do come. That's part of God's redeeming all things to himself. Another word that we can kind of talk about is the word that's related to the word um, redemption and renovation. You know, when you renovate, um, you um, you tear down and then you build up. And I know a lot of our deconstruction, we end up with so deconstructed, we have no construct left. And then we're depressed out of our gourd because life has no meaning. Well, the truth is we were made for construct, but it needs to be the right construct. 
the life-giving construct, right? So one of the words uh, that is another word for the word redemption, which is related for the deconstruction, reconstruction, is the word repurposing. He takes something of one purpose and repurposes it the way that he literally intended. God is genius at this. He's genius at bringing back to original purpose, original design, original innocence, original intent, <laughs> his image and likeness without any um, any downside, without any flaw, without spot or blemish, just like his bride was intended. So deconstruction is part of the process needed in order like in order to reconstruct you need to deconstruct you need to take down the constructs that aren't in line with original design original intent and then you need to reconstruct them into what was originally designed one other word I'll, I'll throw in there you have to deprogram the crappy stuff okay and reprogram the right stuff because you can't put a new program over a faulty program. You've got to remove the faulty program to bring in the, um, that's true. Mike, Mike is saying what is being deconstructed was never true in the first place. Absolutely. So we're, we're deconstructing lies. We're deconstructing falsehoods, right? So it's not like, it's not like it was, this was once true and now we have a new truth. No, this was always false. And now we're putting you back to original truth, right? So if, if, if God is love and he is truth, there's original love, original truth. Everything is in the image and likeness of that made through that, right? And so that's brought back to its original design, original innocence without spot or blemish. All these different things are different ways of saying the same thing, but it helps us get our heads around it and to receive it and embrace it. Listen, if whatever's going on in us, if we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, if we're transfigured, that means we're being unveiled as we're able to grasp truth and let go of falsehood, right? So we've got to rattle the cage. Absolutely. You've got to rattle the cage, but you have to realize uh, you need some sort of construct. You don't need a cage. Okay. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't get one old cage for a new cage because none of that is truth. It's all about freedom. But what you do embrace at the end of the day, when it's all shakedown is what is true. And then you build on that truth. So truth continues to be unveiled and you are continued to be unveiled because you're the image and likeness of the one who is truth, right? You're the image and likeness of God, of love. And we can go about this 500 different ways and they're all glorious and God is doing it. Sometimes we get so frustrated with ourselves because we're just not getting it fast enough, you know, and I've shared it before, uh, but it's always worth a good chuckle. You know, I, I remember grappling with this whole concept of, of, uh, of rest and, oh my God, I mean, I'm such a doer. It's like, you know, and I, I was, I was so frustrated. I mean, so I just, just like, I can't get this thing. And, <laughs> and God goes, Catherine, you're so adorable when you're clueless. And he's like, relax, honey. You're going to get this. You will get this. And I just want to release that to you that you can relax too, because you will get this. 
You are adored right where you're at with whatever faulty constructs you have, with whatever lies you've embraced, with whatever, okay, whatever untruths that have, that feel like truths. You know, if God says by his stripes, we were healed and you've got a big honking cancer and everybody you know has died of the same thing, probably by his stripes, we were healed is not feeling true, although it's true. And so that whole ministry of being able to receive truth, get rid of untruth, receive truth in the inner man where it counts, right? Because we can beat ourselves up with scripture all day long, but that doesn't mean you're actually getting freedom, right? You actually are getting the knowledge of it because what you need is an encounter with a person who is truth. And that strips away so much crap. (laughs) And that's why as you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. What is that remaining? We're abiding in the one who is love, who is truth, who's not confused. And who is able to minister to that. And fruitfulness flows from intimacy, right? Fruitfulness flows from intimacy on a natural level, on a spiritual level, on a you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free, on a deconstruction, reconstruction, however you're uh, terming it, God is so sweeping, masterful, and you get to partake and you get to participate. You get it all. Anyway, I hope this has been an encouragement for you today. I so appreciate you guys chiming in and giving me all your awesome wisdom and uh, challenging and all the good stuff. Uh, Love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.